0: Video games are a unique medium. They can tell stories. Immerse us in strange, fantastic worlds. Blur the very boundaries of our reality. But at the end of the day, video games are fun, whatever fun is to you. I'm Jeff Moonen. And I am Matt aka Stormageddon. And on Fun and Games, we talk about the history, trends, and community of video games. It's a celebration of all the games we play and all the fun we find within them. And there's so many more games out there, So we hope you'll share in that conversation with us. Fun and Games podcast with Matt and Jeff. Find us on CertPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And happy gaming. You're listening to the GBN Golden Red Broadcasting Network. Trainers at your ready and welcome to the champion's path. Hello, Jodo. You're listening to the Goldenrod Broadcast Network. Welcome to Champions Path, a Pokemon podcast. I am your Poke host, Maddie Limerick, and on today's show, I am joined by Nate Rosario. Nate, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's
1: great to of be here. Of
0: course. Of course. So, why don't you give the folks a little bit at home about who you are?
1: Uh, yeah, my name is Nate Rosario. Um, I love Pokemon. I played it. Since I was a kid, um, and you know, I man, I don't even know what else to say. Uh, <laughs> <That'll> I just, <laughs> fine. Get,
0: you know, all the questions I'm going to ask you are. Really yeah, so. I mean... <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Let's just jump in. What is your kind of background? Kind of your earliest moments of Pokemon? What what are what is that? What does baby Nate see when when they see Pokemon for the first time?
1: Um, I so I I think like my first game growing up what, that I played was, um. Sapphire, Pokémon Sapphire. And then I've watched the anime like I like the first season and then kept going with that. I think I stopped watching at uh the start of the Alola season because I think I just got really hung up on the animation change and I was like, what did they do with my boy? They massacred my boy. Um and I just couldn't get back into it. I know they were going with like a more child-friendly approach for the for the series and plus it's more of like a children's show um but you know i feel like they lost a lot of their fan base after that one point for the for the actual anime series I
0: i do think a lot of times fans are really tied to that nostalgia and rarely do we have a series like pokemon that is never had hiccups it's never been rebooted mm-hmm. like it's just been going for 25 plus years now like we celebrated yep. the 25th anniversary last year um just for everyone as we're recording this this we're recording this the week sapphire and um violet come out so we won't be discussing that content as of yet oh you some of our scarlet little- <laughs> yes uh so um so a lot of uh a lot of the content later in the season we'll be discussing the new games but this is um but yeah i think it's nostalgia like anything people feel some sort of way and i will say that ashes generally stayed the same um all the animation styles pretty much stayed the same through the whole time but when you know they went to Olola, i will say that like it's the first time that we've gotten such a culturally different looking game than the rest of them um because it wasn't our first kind of quote-unquote American themed you know uh, even though it's like Polynesian Islands um and Pacific but uh you know it's so I think they took that opportunity I believe that's also when they were changing where it was broadcast at so Game Freak and Pokemon's company might have well it's Pokemon company probably just might have um I don't know decided to change what they were looking for I will say you should watch the current show that's on Netflix because that's where they do all the Distribution now is via Netflix. Um, I'm not saying that Ash is canonically queer, but Ash is canonically queer and has a boyfriend named Go. You should I watch saw it. that. Also, also, we're we're recording this the week that Ash has just become the world Pokemon champion, which you know, 25 years. So you know what? It's never too late, fan. It's never too late. So Nate, you said that Sapphire was your first game. So that was Game Boy Advanced. I remember getting it. I remember it being a little more difficult and just different than the games before, but also because that's pretty much every time we were getting new games at that point, every generation was coming out on a new platform Uh, because like for me silver was my first game on a game boy color and crystal was just so amazing for me that you know when sapphire came out i was like oh this is different but i of course got my navy blue game boy advance to match the sapphire um so what was it for some things for baby nate like when you started playing that kind of really roped you in what are some things that you just loved about what pokemon had to offer
1: well, I think my brother was the one who actually kind of wrote me in because uh, every time we would play Pokemon, you know, they, Pokemon always came out with two separate games at the same time. And so I have an older brother, and he would always get the opposite game. Which so, is helpful
0: because there are some Pokemon that you yeah. can only get in the other game.
1: And I think that was his plan. So he was in the Pokemon first, um, and then he got me into it once they started making the 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 they started branching off. Um and just a fun fact too, I Sapphire was my first game and then after I did that, I started backtracking and I started playing the original games. So I did this weird like progression thing. So I didn't play like the Kanto region or Johto region, region until after I played the the Hoenn region and Emerald. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, like I must have been six years old or something i'm not i'm i am not i do not even know for sure but i'm pretty sure i was really young when i started that game and i think what really got me into it was one i was playing with my brother <laughs> um and two i just think i had a really cool experience with just pokemon because i was like oh my god they're like my little like animal friends and like i had this like weird snow white moment where i was just like <laughs> <laughs> I can make friends.
0: <laughs> um oh, man.
1: and you know, just something I loved about Hoenn too is just I really liked and I still really like the designs um, mm-hmm. from Hoenn compared to other regions of mm-hmm. the Pokemon. I think I really loved the people. Like I had the biggest like woman crush on Winona, who's the the Fortree tree gym leader, like she was uh-huh. cool. And um, I don't know, it's just something about, I guess, the aesthetic that really drew me yeah. in for it, for like Sapphire, Emerald, Ruby. It was a good game. I
0: loved Emerald. I, th- I think I always loved, because mm-hmm. that was also back when we always kind of were guaranteed to get that the sequel game that went in the same same universe and they don't always work out as well like i didn't particularly love ultra sun ultra moon but like you know that's just sometimes but like i'll say i love like silver was my baby but crystal is the perfect child like it's one of those things i mm-hmm. like it just did so much so well that i'll agree that even like i'm playing through brilliant pearl brilliant pearl right now Yeah, yeah brilliant yeah. pearl right now and there's so much that i'm going that i'm like oh, I remember kind of why I didn't keep playing this when it came out on DS, but I also remember liking Platinum way more because again, Mm -hmm. it's not the same game, but they figured out some different things. So I totally get that. But also, because that was the first time that like you had the new graphics of what the Game Boy Advance could do. So they just did so much different with the design. Those starters were adorable. Now you mentioned watching the anime. Did you also play the card game?
1: Um, so me and my brother collected the Pokemon cards, but we never learned how to actually play the game. So that's what we, that's what happens to (laughs) a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Uh, but my dad would always buy us, um, Pokemon cards. He would get us like, first of all, all these different cards. He'd get us like Pokemon cards. He'd get us Yu-Gi-Oh cards. He would get us Digimon (laughs) cards. All these, (laughs) I love Digimon. Um, anyone who hates it i'll stand on that hill okay, <laughs> i love we'll it i love it you
0: back in another show to just talk because <laughs> that is my favorite thing of all time i will die for for the digital creatures but we're hearing about the pocket monsters yeah
1: <laughs> but uh yes yeah, that was a little side tangent but um no, absolutely. No yeah my dad would get me pokemon cards and honestly i don't even think it i didn't i don't think i realized it was like a game i was just like yeah. oh my god it, i'm just i just have trading cards like yeah and me and my brother had he had his own binder and i had my own binder but it was just we had like these big whopping binders full mm-hmm. of pokemon cards and then when we got older i made the mistake of giving them my cousins uh-huh. <laughs> everybody um, has the story of it's always cousins too it's not even
0: little brothers yeah. little sisters it's always cousins and i'm always like oh you poor thing i'm so sorry yeah
1: so Anyone who's listening now, don't don't make the same mistake I did. But, um, yeah, I ended up giving them to my little cousins. And I think there may have been, like, a couple I kept. Because um, I know I, I remember they weren't, like, not that I can think of right now, but they weren't, like, Pokemon cards. They must have been, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards that I, like, set aside that I do. Like, these ones I'm definitely keeping. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. as
0: you age, the yu cards just get a little edgier. They're a little darker. Yeah. They're a little, Yeah. But, I, I, you know what, I think you really pinpointed something that I think is going to keep coming up with people as we talk through this. Pokemon 1, I think, was introduced to the American audiences at the perfect time. And they have really, truly this thing that even Power Rangers, which is kind of the closest thing for me and, like, franchise-wise, that captures a lot of what Pokemon does with the merchandising and things, that... They've kind of set it up perfectly so that if you age out of Pokemon, you can age out after like two games and it's fine. And your younger sibling is kind of age into it. So someone in the house is always going to be into Pokemon. But it's also like I'm very much a casual gamer. I always have a system and things. I always go to whatever the newest Pokemon game is. Again, I literally just—you can't see it—but I've got my little fric- uh, my little Sprigatito plush from the Pokemon Center that I'm showing Nate right now uh, that I ordered this week because I was like, oh, we gotta have my allegiance to my the new starters. Everybody, you know i don't even need to know what people's zodiacs are anymore i mean it is important please tell me your zodiacs but um yeah of what the new starter in the new game is going to be that you're going to pick because i will judge people off that but i think it's also that thing that pokemon was able to really appeal and keep siblings together as like familial and friends through like even if you have two or three brothers that are two or three, two, four, six, eight years older than you, everybody could still play Pokemon and enjoy it and play in those different ways. And so it was kind of that way to bond everyone together. So while the games were a little more expensive, because these were always one of the more expensive games on, they still are, you know, that's a hard thing now that they're coming out for switch. It's like, Ooh, wee, that's $60 for a game. And then like sword and shield had DLC. It's been rumored that violet and Scarlet are going to have DLC. Um, but it's like, do I still pay for it? Yeah, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. <laughs> like, I'm literally playing uh, Arceus, Brilliant, Pearl, and Sword all at the same time right now. <laughs> um, but I, th- I think that's just that kind of thing that appeals to why kids love Pokemon. Also, because they're like cute animals. And even if you don't care about battling them, which I even love that they've gone into in the anime too. Like, some people are just Pokemon collectors. Some people, they're just all these different things. But so let's jump forward to Nate now. Grown Nate, uh, for
1: whatever grown yeah. means. What is the most recent Pokemon game you've played? Before I answer that, real quick, I also wanted to show my little Pokemon <sighs> I got from the Pokemon Bonsly. Center in New York. It's a little Bonsly. Uh, um, me and my brother went to he's a like the best lines ever because
0: it's weighted yeah. on the bottom and he sits right. Oh, and it's he's got like a little.
1: <laughs> he's got oh. like this little bum hole on the bottom. He, it's like <laughs> it's just like a black oh, dot that's like a butt.
0: Oh, so true. Um, but but yeah here he's little crying yeah movies. he's
1: like crying he's so sad and cute but me and my brother went to conventions a lot too and um that was like my first pokemon plush and let me just say i don't think they make pokemon plushes the same like way as they did back in the day like sometimes i see them and i'm just like that is the ugliest like Pikachu plush uh-huh. I've seen in my entire uh-huh. life Like they used to make them so much better And I wish I brought them out But I have a whole trunk load of them still It's actually at the foot of my bed And I was a huge Pokemon plush collector Like anytime mm-hmm. I saw one of Toys R Us I had to have it Like I had to have it But um, yes, I- I'll get back to your question right now So wait, can you repeat the question? <laughs> oh yeah yeah just what's the most recent pokemon game you played okay i was also gonna say legends of rcs and then i remembered that i'm actually playing one right now and right now i'm playing pokemon coliseum on the gamecube i don't (laughs) (laughs) i don't don't know if you've heard of it
0: (laughs) ever oh my oh my
1: god i
0: love that game also because espion is my favorite of all time and the fact that you got two EVs to start in the Esperanto and Umbreon, I just, no one has ever gone back to that. And it's a crime because they couldn't evolve them. Let's Go EV. What the fuck is that about? Um, Like, I love Colosseum. And the fact that it's coming to the Switch digitally is so exciting to me. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're getting Stadium, Stadium 2, and Colosseum are all coming out. They haven't announced Scale of Darkness yet. But I love pokemon coliseum and i think it deserves a sequel slash remake so badly because also in pokemon go they brought the shadow pokemon like they have totally made it all canon because that was a for anybody at home that doesn't know that was made by a partner company who like made the um console pokemon games like pokemon snap pokemon stadium uh hey you pikachu with the weird talking microphone thing for your n64 um we're not made by them I, i could be wrong here but i love pokemon coliseum so much the character designs the town time, the npcs in that are otherworldly <gasps> the pre okay can we talk about how the prima guide was
1: 9.99 yeah. Also, I, i'm holding I, it right in front of me right now you can't see it but it's the original guide um I it's also, a little beat up but i'm it's, mad it's they here. don't get
0: those anymore I love those. Like I lived by those. Every time I bought a Pokemon game, I was like, well, I always got to spend the 10 or $20 for them because it really helped get through the game. Mm-hmm. It's so, I I love it so much. It's so good.
1: So I'll be honest too. Um, mm-hmm. Like, f- first of all, I also love the guides. Like I would take this to school and read it like a magazine. Like this, it was just nice to see all the pictures too. Cause like, here I am like six year old me flipping. Th- I don't know when, the, I don't know mm-hmm. when this game came out. But, like, I'm like, oh, my God, it's, like, all my favorite animals. Like, like, I don't know. that I enjoyed even looking at the pictures and all the character designs. Um, But, yeah, like, me – and plus plus six-year-old me learned most of my vocabulary reading these books. Like, there are some big words in here sometimes. And I was just like, I don't know what this means. And I'll be, like, constantly asking my parents. I was like, what's this word? Can you you tell me what that means? So like reading the guides really helped me learn language too, growing up. uh,
0: So that's the thing is Pokemon is so much reading. I'm also playing through Digimon Survive right now, which is all, it's like a visual novel, which I didn't realize, but I'm loving it. It makes me feel like I'm reading a book. Um, But it's, it's one of those things that I've realized that there is so, thinking about that I at 37 am playing the same game that somebody is playing at five or six, seven, and realizing that like, oh, this teaches so much reading comprehension and like strategy skills like thought retention skills having to remember things and you know you you're you're about 10 years younger than i am but it's that idea that like coming up during the time where it's like oh video games are just kind of they're just kind of poisoning kids and all these things but i was like no but also think about games like pokemon that yeah it was like illegal like cockfighting with animals like whatever it's i've got to come to terms with that but it's also the things that you learned by like you would do better in school because you're playing Pokemon and you're having to like think about concepts larger than what you're learning in the classroom. So I know that's an absolute important thing, especially about those early, early days of Pokemon. Yeah. Now, what, what is it that keeps you going back while you're playing the new games to play the, the old games? Is it just pure nostalgia? Is it because they are still legitimately good games? What is it for you?
1: Um, you know, I think part of it is like the pure nostalgia um mm-hmm. part of it is also that like i still get to play with my brother my brother still plays pokemon and we always still do the same thing where we like get the opposite game i think i'm getting violet when it comes out and he's getting scarlet uh
0: daddy
1: daddy scientist come on we have
0: to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah right exactly i planned this out um but uh you know it was just something that me and my brother always kind of bonded on. And I think, so yeah, part of it is the nostalgia, but I think the other part is that, you know, it brought me and my brother really together. Um, And we can always talk about it and we could always like say, this is our favorite Pokemon will die in this hill. Um, Or like, we don't really like this Pokemon for whatever reason. And then my brother would be like, well, I love that Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was just, it was a, a thing that we could talk about and, you know, be open with each other and just, like, really, like, connect as brothers. Um, I, and I guess that's why I really like they branched off, you know, like, mm-hmm. they they started doing this formula where, like, it's two, like, alternate dimensions and there's, like, region mm-hmm. vary or not region variants, game variants. Um, so it was, like, I got a Pokemon on you don't want. Do you want to trade? Like, uh, so that, I think that's what keeps bringing me back. It's the nostalgia in that me and my brother can just always play together and bond together over it
0: um now now uh not to air air you out but you are queer and your brother is straight correct
1: no my brother is actually queer too (laughs) um Uh, yeah let me let me say this too oh i i didn't mention this earlier too but i'm i'm also 25 i should have said that during my intro uh but yeah my brother came out uh queer I still like don't fully know because I don't think he fully knows yep. but I I think he's gonna change yeah. but you know let's not put a label on it like it's good for clear, him. but yeah um, because
0: I that also I think really codes how people see the game and they take in the game um uh i'm I'm not going to spoil it but I actually have one of my good friends is coming on who is transitioning and she was like I am trans because of Pokemon and I can't wait to talk about it and so I always find that like <laughs> queer people well especially people that are like out queer out gay um experience and like live pokemon differently than than our straight counterparts a lot of the time so that's why i was gonna be like oh well is it oh so you just threw that out i love that though but yay multiple queer siblings in a family I yeah actually
1: um <laughs> actually my brother texted me because we were talking about uh because he actually helped me prepare for this podcast and i was just asking him questions and like we were just talking about stuff And then he was telling me his answers. And he's like, Yeah, when this new Scarlet and Violet game comes out, I just want to have the queerest team. (laughs) And I'm like, All right, you know, I don't know what the Pokedex is yet, but.
0: I'll have
1: to tell him. But um, I was like. I have
0: to have him on to hear, but yeah, I want to hear about this (laughs) team.
1: But uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know the Pokedex yet, but like, me too.
0: Too. so always, always 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 i mean so i'm gonna transition into this because you were talking about pokemon plush and i am always down to talk about pokemon plush because i too am a plush collector it's the one like kid thing that i always love i still get my action figures but i always love plush the fact that build-a-bear makes them now yeah I always get my babies my special babies my special boys um I love the Pokemon plush. And now I'm kind of a little bit of the opposite camp of you is I love the nostalgia looking Pokemon's like the re- the original Tomy beanbag Pokemon that came out over the, like the first year with the big black eyes. Cause we had a matching Digimon set as well that like, looking back i love them for nostalgia reasons and they made some pokemon like zubat who rarely gets plush love like zubat rarely gets love but i love that the pokemon center and i think it's because it's a japanese property and the japanese love plush they love making plush that like you can go on the pokemon center and get almost any pokemon's plush it could be sold out currently because the americas are buying everything but um I love that they're like doubling down. And I also find that a lot of uh, gay and queer Pokemon fans are the ones that buy the plush, they buy the stuff, they buy all the merchandise that is like technically for kids, but you can see the price point. You're like, Pokemon knows. Pokemon, the Pokemon company knows who they're, they're they're doing it for the girls and the gays. They know, they know. (laughs) So you brought up, um that you all will talk about what pokemon you'll you'll defend with your life. Uh so what is the pokemon that you would defend with your life when people talk shit about that pokemon?
1: See, so I guess this can also be my favorite pokemon. It is my absolute okay. favorite. He is always on my team. I love Ludicolo.
0: I love him. Oh no. He is, oh, no. I he love is my him.
1: favorite. He is my favorite. First of all, awesome move pool, I think. He's very diverse. Uh-huh. He can cover all his weaknesses. Like, I love him. I like you teach him scald, ice beam, nature power, because that's fun when you're in a different environment. You don't know what you're gonna get. I'm like, ooh, what's it gonna be? And um energy ball. It's what I always teach him. Um, but also I just love that he's a dancing Mexican duck. Like, yeah. he's amazing. And uh, just to say, too, I'm Puerto Rican. So, like, let's just stomp that out real quick. But I love him. <laughs> and then and then on top of that, my boy is at Pokemon Coliseum. But you can't get him. But he's, yeah. like, with the coolest guy in Pokemon Coliseum. I, if you ever played it, his name is Mirror B. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. he's he's at all, he's also an XD uh, Gale of Darkness. Yes. But this guy, he is... First of all, we don't know if he's Spanish or not, but, like, we love him. He is, like, a disco decked-out man. He has the biggest afro. Um, He has, like... uh, It's his hair, first of all. It's an afro. And it's split in the half, and, like, it has the colors of a Pokeball. It's just, like, amazing. And then he has the, the, the best theme, and I think in any Pokemon game... And it just straight up slaps. It's got like trumpets. It's like got a little bit of Spanish in it, actually. I listened to it like on repeat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you'll hear some guy in the back going like salsa. And I'm like, yes. And I'm like vibing. I'm vibing. And then on top of that, like, I think I really fell in love with Ludicolo when, first of all, also why I like Pokemon Coliseums. I love the 3D renderings. Of uh-huh. all the Pokemon. I think all their animations are really unique. Um, mm-hmm. But I always loved. How Ludicolo attacks. Like when he does. I think they do, do two different animations. If it's like a special move. Or a physical mm-hmm. attack. But what what i know is what ludicolo does first of all he does this like thing where he has his hands out and he's like doing a little two-step mm-hmm. but whenever he does like a special attack he like steps forward and like shakes his titties like just i'm doing it right now you can't see it i wish you could but like he just straight up shakes his titties for the camera as he shoots like a water pulse or something and i was just like that was my game like I knew like I knew (laughs) so would you say that
0: Pokemon Coliseum is your favorite game um I
1: I I would say either that or uh I see I was I was so torn by this it's either like Pokemon Coliseum and XD Gale of Darkness or Mm -hmm. like Sapphire and Emerald because I I played so, both I mean, those games, it was I very would, torn. I would
0: say that, I'd say that they, you could say both because I'd say one is a spin-off game and one is part yeah. of the main chronology of the game. So I could say you could have one of each.
1: Okay. I would say because I would say that is omitted.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and my
1: boy is in both games, so like I just I couldn't like I couldn't choose. But um, you know, if I had to say like Sapphire and Emerald is, in, especially the remix of uh what is it oh of the... so good yeah so good so good it brought all my good memories back um mm-hmm. but you know just that solely for the like sapphire and emerald solely for like the nostalgia and just like getting to like me and my brother actually got the same versions like he got omega ruby and i got alpha sapphire mm-hmm. um and th- it just brought back like the nostalgia um And it was just really nice. Like, I I don't know. Like, it was just really cool. And then, um, you know, Pokemon Colosseum and XD XD Gale of Darkness. um, Because it's just, it really switched up the formula. Like, I'm probably going to talk more about Colosseum right now because I'm playing it. But, you know, I always thought, first of all, first of all, when is it in a Pokemon game that you basically get to play as a terrorist? like he exactly. sets off explosions. He's like an ex-gang member. He's just like mm-hmm. anti-hero vigilante guy. And like mm-hmm. everyone stand every time you like talk to someone, they stand like they're standing in a wind tunnel like <laughs> But um, you know, and then they have these awesome animations for all of the the Pokémon And, you know, they introduced shadow Pokemon. It was just, like, a whole new mechanic of the whole game. Like, catching Pokemon was entirely different from what we knew before. Um, You couldn't really catch, like, wild Pokemon in the game. It was more like you had to steal them. And I was like, man, I get to be, like, the bad guy for once. And, like, that's pretty cool. It's Um, it's the
0: closest we've gotten to having a game where you get to choose whether you want to be the hero or whether you want to join the villain franchise which i think is, yeah i think up till now now that we're getting an open world game like a truly open world game i think that's the last thing they haven't done and they might not do because of kids they don't want parents to be like oh you're getting my kid to be a, a villain but uh yeah it's i think coliseum is the closest we've gotten that plus the costume design in that game is fine yeah top to toe
1: absolutely yes and I already talked about him, but B, he gets he gets a costume change in both games. He, so he's in bo- yes, he uh, Coliseum and Gale of Darkness. He gets, like, in the first game, he has, like, a yellow jumpsuit. There's, like, matching, like, star earrings or something. I have to look. But he's he's got this whole thing going for him. And then he, like, switches it up for, like, a purple jumpsuit in the next game. And I think he has the same theme in, in the second game. I was actually going to play that next because I haven't played it in a while. But um mm-hmm. he's just so badass. And like I think all the characters had pretty like awesome costumes. Um and then yeah, I, I especially love the the character you play as. He has this pretty cool like mm-hmm. blue uh like I wanna say like trench coat. I'm like trying to like look at it right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then he I has this like trend,
0: yeah.
1: like trench or something, and then like mm-hmm. the the snaga machine that he steals mm-hmm. is like I remember really liking this because i was like oh it's kyogre he has like kyogre on his arm Mm -hmm. like i thought that was pretty neat like how they did that in the design um and i was like wow they didn't really give much love to groudon but like i'm all here for the kyogre because that was Mm -hmm. the original the first game i ever played um i
0: uh my water always love my water types always yeah
1: But um, you know, I remember like I loved how gritty the game was. All of like the locations. Like one of the towns is like a lawless crime-ridden God. town and everyone's like a thug. Oh. What is it? Pyrite town. Um, I like the the beach town in the second game it's like a port and everything like it just gets edgier and edgier and then like i know in the second game like the final dungeon like I spoilers if anybody like the last dungeon in the game is like uh evil volcano hideout like it's and then you have to fight through like an army of people like she i'm really not even true. lying like that traumatized my life because i was like there's not a pokemon healing station whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it for like 10 screens away right now and i'm like i had to backtrack all the way back because one of my shadow pokemon fainted and i need it alive so i can help purify like that was another thing you had to purify pokemon and that was a whole mechanic that was completely new to me too it's a lot easier in the first game the second game they kind of put a spin on it where it's like a purifying machine and you had to use uh like other purified Pokemon or like I don't think they would have to be purified but you had to like use a certain combination of Pokemon that purify your Pokemon to make them good again and then they'd like start gaining levels because you couldn't gain levels as a shadow Pokemon um but that was that was something that kind of switched up my whole thing the whole thing for me um and you know it made me really have to think it's like all right if I put this one here and this one here this will bring the gauge up to this point and then it'll get purified or something. But again, like it really the both games really switched it up uh, the the formula of Pokemon for me. Um you know, it was just something like the story, the characters, the the animation style, all of it just was very like completely different from what we knew. Um and you know, I just fell in love with that because it was just like it wasn't like one of the main like uh what is it? The mainline Pokemon games. Nice. You know, you weren't some like ten year old child. Um, which, you know, you can like I did connect with as a kid, but there was just something oh. cool about being this like vigilante character um mm-hmm. that just kinda like stole other people's Pokemon for like shits and giggles. And I'm like hell yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: that's the very deadpool batman of it all which i love it's and it really it was for i definitely think it was rewarding for the older kids who had played some of the other games or like the teenage and 20 somethings who were playing that game because it was a little more difficult it was it did require more strategy it it, things just didn't happen which i thought was really cool Mm -hmm. now talked about groudon you talked about kyogre and so people love their legendary pokemon honestly i think with scarlet and violet coming out it's what people have been so polarized about also that you get your legendary right away can't wait to see what that hidden legendary is going to be but if you had if you could only pick one like you could only possess or try to capture one legendary pokemon during your pokemon lifetime what is the one legendary that you would want to search for
1: see this this is a difficult question for me because i actually don't like any of the legendary pokemon in like oh. any of the games um and that, I that's what i was fun. gonna say that's what i, mean, I was gonna I would... say actually i i actually really like the mythic pokemon over the legendary pokemon and just to explain that too it's just that i the reason i don't Love the legendary Pokemon is because, or Pokemon, sorry, um, is that, you know, I always felt like it was cheating to use them, like as a kid growing up. Like my brother would always be like, no legendaries when we're battling together. And I'm like, okay. So, like, anytime I got the legendary Pokemon, I caught it. I was like, great, you're going right in the box. So I never got attached. So I was just like, mm, you know, I have this, what I don't even remember what level it was, like maybe level 50 Kyogre and you're just gonna live in the box like i have it yeah. we did the story i'll trade it over to my brother so it says he has it and i'll get the ground on for like two seconds we'll trade it back and we're great so that's the reasoning why i don't love the legendaries it's just that i always felt like it was cheating using them and i feel like the mythical pokemon are kind of like a nice little compromise where they don't have the kind of stats a legendary pokemon has so it's still cool to use them and you could use them because I didn't really consider it cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, that's kind of like my nice happy middle. Um, yeah. But so I remember growing up, I really loved Jirachi. Like I have a Jirachi plush. Um, oh, it was like an action figure. Yeah. It, like I remember watching the movie when I grew up. What is it? Wishmaker? Mm-hmm. It slapped. That movie slapped mm-hmm um but i would say like Jir- i couldn't really choose but like it was jirachi like Mellowetta or um gosh i wrote it down real quick hang on it was like jirachi Mellowetta, and gosh where is it <laughs> um oh victini i liked i liked their designs mm-hmm. the lore the lore was cool And you know, it's just like Melaweta first because I I went to school for theater and dance So I just love the kind of like I'm a singer and then like If I use this move, I just become like Some Pirouetting, kickboxing Pokemon and I'm just that Something when that like the theater and dance Child in me Resonated with that, I'm like yes I just want to pirouette someone in the face And then like sing a song about it on the next turn
0: (laughs) Yeah, and her voice acting Erica Schroeder, which everybody can go back and listen to our episode with her from 2021 for a Pokemon series, is a musical theater performer. That is what she started in is musical theater. She went to NYU for musical theater. So her voice actress, but she's also the voice actress of Evie and so many other wonderful Pokemon. But yeah, no, I love when she voiced Meloetta. I was like, that's so oddly appropriate. that The musical theater performer, which actually a lot of the Pokemon voice cast are musical theater performers, because I think to be a good Voice actor, you need to have that melodic control of your instrument. So, but yeah, I love the Mythics are so cute. They're always my favorite.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, so you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say, like, I love the Lord Jirachi too, where he's like a whole like wishing star thing. He comes out like, what was it, every hundred and four years? I think I don't think,
0: yeah. I think something like that specific. Strange. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then you know, Victini is like the Pokemon where you just get. Eddie if you have him you just win like he just mm-hmm. has this victory good luck charm attached to him and there's that was I like him for the lore I like him for their moves more so the lore than their moves but like I was just like man slaps. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's also, to me, early on, I know they consider both Mew and Mewtwo legendaries, but I was like, no, Mewtwo is the legendary, Mew is the mythic. Like, to me, if we were going back, I'm sure someone in, in our social media is going to go, um, actually, but uh, in, in me, that is my headcanon, just because I always go, the cute little ones are the mythics. <laughs> um, exactly. So we're transitioning through I something I loved that you really got to see more in the anime than you necessarily do in the game because even though in the games we have all of the NPCs that are different trainer types, Um, but there's always an eclectic group in every game. Uh, who ends up being the gym leaders. And sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, those look like gym leaders. And then sometimes I go, what ragtag bunch of community theater actors all went and bullied their way into being the gym trainers. I think maybe it was X and Y where it was just so... Oh no, also Sword and Shield. They are just so ridiculous. Uh, But it's also because Pokemon Company clearly knows who they're making the game for i'm looking at the chairman i'm looking at milo um you know if you know you know um (laughs) so if you nate became a gym leader what conventional type of gym would you have? You know, most it's always a gym type, even though they theme them. Like, I love that the fairy type gym in sword and shield is a theater company. I just love that about her Mm -hmm. because we've all had that theater director, even though she's nicer than most of the theater directors I work with, but what would be your conventional gym type?
1: Um, I had a hard time with this. Uh Um, I I have to say like water types because I just, I think I like the designs of water types more than most That's Pokemon, something. you know, like I I was going to say either that or like ghost types. Okay. Um, okay. I really enjoy ghost types because I think they're just like kind of fun to like play with, Um, okay, I but I would say water types just because I think <laughs> I, I, plus my boy's a water type. Like I need to have sure. Ludicolo. Thank you.
0: Um, oh my god! I just had the best thought for your gym that it would be like a street festival that you've got to like wind through a street festival and everybody's dancing and all of the the trainers you interact with before you get yes. to you or that would be so good. That would just parade be parade so. Parade so other than Ludaculo, who would be in on your gym team? Um.
1: So I didn't. I didn't make my team as if it was a of my gym i made it as just like my personal favorite team Um, we'll
0: we'll get to soon but i uh yeah i so i came up with a fun question because this is the thing i always think about (laughs) which is i love a non-conventional design challenge on like rupaul's drag race or project runway where they have to use non-conventional materials so i want to know what is your unconventional gym like what? What is the theme of it, and what Pokemon would you
1: have in that unconventional gym? Uh, see, this is really tough. Um, because I also was thinking, oh, and it's kind of similar to like the parade thing. I kind of like that idea, so maybe I'll I'll switch it to that. But I was thinking about having like, um, I was also thinking about having a theater or dance company as my gym, um, and. I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be cool that they have to go through? What if like the 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 gym is like two levels or something, and that the the there's like trap doors on the first level, which is like the theater, and like they yeah. fall through and they go into the dance studio that's in the basement, and there's more train. It's kind of like um, what is it in uh, what is it, Pokemon Sapphire and Emerald in uh, Wallace's gym where you have to go through these ice paths and if you mess up the pattern you fall through into the basement you have to climb all the way up so it's similar kind of that and there are more trainers in the basement I don't think there's any trainers in the top level but you have to like get through the theater and if you mess up you end up in the dance studio so it's like you got (laughs) um and you know I'm just chilling on the main stage with my my dance theater Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I'm thinking, you know, my main boy, Ludicolo, um, yeah. Mr. Rhyme, because, you know, he's like Charlie Chaplin, of even though course. I, we don't love Charlie Chaplin, but we love Mr. Rhyme. Um, yeah. You know, maybe like Gardevoir or Gallade or both because, you know, they're they a ballet duet. Like, they they're need. Here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, maybe like one of the Oreo or Choreo birds because they all teach uh-huh. like a different style of I don't want all of them but maybe just one of them um, maybe like the electric one the electron one is pretty cool um, was it like a cheerleader or something I don't, I don't know but so still cute. pretty cool I Um, man I, I did not come prepared for this question i was like, what other, like <laughs> <laughs> what other kind of like what other kind of like theater, dancey kind of Pokemon, or maybe like a cricketot or a Crocketune, because they play. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they play music, and uh, one second, know... it, it says you're
0: offline on your end. Oh, I'm off. You...
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, what is
0: your what is your um health bar say? Health, health check. It, Is your name in the middle?
1: Yeah, it says warning it says health check i'm doing health check uh recommended memory hgb A- hgb um, i don't know what that I means know what is. awesome
0: well we're gonna keep going and if for some reason something happens we'll come back and record the half that i lost on another day <laughs> uh,
1: okay wait good. are you do you still have me now
0: yeah, I've got you. Like we're okay. still in the call, and like it's recording mine still. But what it should be doing is recording on your end. It should be at uh-huh. least, and we'll we'll figure something else out. But uh, okay. I have come up with an unconventional gym for every single one of my my uh, interviewees. Uh, so today's is the Dwagon Nest. Uh, so mine are the it's a it's a gym of derpy dragons cuz we you know every time we get a dragon type gym they're always like Oh, big fierce or they're lance who's got like a Gyarados and five dragonite um and so i said i would have flygon appleton dracloak uh gudra alolan executor and uh turnator turnator from uh, uh Al- the alolan who's the like weird uh Oh, what is it the, like the, the round? He's like a turtle, dragon. yeah. yeah. I just I thought they were so, I was just like, that just seems like so much fun, and just just have a really weird like dra- it's like it, all I can think of is Yu Gi Oh! when when uh Yu Gi Oh! on a bridge where it's just Joey going BB Dragon, so it's just everybody <laughs> is really awkward, bad Italian
1: accents, and it's dragons. See, uh, I'm but- surprised you didn't say like drampa because Drampa's is kind of pretty goofy looking.
0: I almost put Drampa on there, but I really wanted a Lowland Executor because that is the weirdest. They were like, mm-hmm. "You know what? We get that Charizard gets it, but only in Mega Evolution." But do you know it would be funny? <laughs> you know, it'd be so funny is if, like Executor also was Dragon type, and I was like, "What? What in literal <laughs> gay house? Like, I am confusion.
1: Uh, I'm so, still a. Yeah, uh... yeah. I'm still triggered by his little like butt face. Like his little, he has a tail and uh-huh. everything too. And there's like a, yeah, we, like a face uh-huh. Uh-huh. on his, on his butt. And every time, you know, we, you went in the battle, you just have to stare at that right, <laughs> right in your face.
0: Like, what? What are you, what are you trying to tell me? What are you, what are you doing, man? You know, as we're going through everybody, oh, we've had 25 years of Pokemon now. We've all gone, wow, what it would have been like to be sent out of the house at 11 to train to be the best that ever was uh so you know we've had so many gens now and everything nate what would your dream team of pokemon be and i gave everyone a caveat that this cannot have any legendaries or mythics on it so what would your dream team be
1: all right i was going through seribi net i was pulling for all the teams that i could remember that i've ever used in just like every game i've ever played in pokemon and You know, first off, my boy Ludicolo, always going to be here. He's always going to be there. Actually, I don't know if he's going to be in the new game or not. And I'm like, if he's not there. I know. I know. It's a Spanish region. You got to have Ludicolo, I swear. Um, So if he's not there, I'm going to be really upset. But anyway, main boy Ludicolo. um, I was thinking, because I had this in my other game. I had a shiny Palisand. Ooh. and i don't if, if you remember what shiny Palossand looks like he's he's made of black sand i think he's like an orange shovel uh-huh. but um i always liked Palossand because he's kind of like he's silly looking and uh-huh. threatening at the same time there's something about the combination of something being really adorable but like really menacing at the same time Absolutely. that just sparks joy in me uh-huh. um <laughs> and i know like pokemon announced this new pokemon uh in the, the new game, where it's like a fairy steel type or something, it's like this little, like, yeah, it's so little, cute. like, fairy kid with a giant, like, hammer. And I'm like, I love it, it's gonna be on my team. Uh-huh. It's just okay. like, it's like one of those Pokemon that, like, woke up and chose violence. And I'm like, that's that's me too. It's to a me team. every day, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, that shiny pal, or no, uh, Ludicolo, shiny palisand. Um, uh, Altaria I always had an Altaria on my team um, Because like I really it. like It's just like made out of clouds But I don't know if you've seen this I've seen it in the anime Altaria when she's wet If just, you've well, seen just... <laughs> just like it's If you time haven't time seen it before time. Google it Altaria when she's wet She is just Everything deflates like it's kind of scary and adorable at the same time. I think Whimsicott has the same thing where yeah. it kind of like <laughs> deflates or something. Um, it's really funny looking, but I like Altaria. I think I really like her move pool, and you know, if mm. anything, she could be my Mega if if because oh, she yeah. she transforms oh, yeah. from a dragon to like a no a flying from to a fairy type. So it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we fucks with it. Um. I said toxtricity because I really liked toxtricity, um, in the what, what region was he in again? Um, was it all uh,
0: sworded shield? And shield. Oh, Sorry, oh, yeah. yeah, oh Galaria, Galaria,
1: Galar. yep. Galar. Galar. oh yeah. God. I don't. Oh. <sighs> oh my God. Sometimes oh my God. they all like bleed into one for me, but oh. um, I I really toxtricity. I couldn't really choose a form because mm-hmm. I both of them are really caught but like yeah. Toxtricity I was just like I fucks with him like he has a, yeah. a chest that like plays like it's top. like I just fucks with it
0: uh-huh.
1: um and then uh Snarl, I really like he just seems uh, very dark I love him yeah, I love him and I was like oh my god him and like Toxtricity can be like best friends or something like they're kind of kind of edgy they're kind of like you know there's just something I was like they could be best oh my friends god, they were roommates <laughs> two dudes chilling in the hot tub five feet apart not- <laughs> okay
0: also so your team is just a group of queer friends going to brunch oh yeah Give definitely
1: a- definitely, uh, definitely. You
0: know, like, team is the epitome of in every friend group there is which i'm obsessed with and i expect nothing else from you frankly you gotta
1: point. wait till you hear my last one <laughs>
0: oh my god Give
1: it- so So my last one I really liked. I also had a shiny version because I like hunted for this guy. But I had and I I didn't say it in my notes, but Surfetched, Surfetched. I I fuck with. And I love. First of all, I love both versions of uh, you know just like normal Surfetched and Shiny Surfetched. Like Shiny first Surfetched is just gold or roasted, Uh I should say. But like british queers like truly we love it and like he's a duck and like i i'm gonna pick I'll, I'll spoil it right now i'm definitely gonna pick quaxley when when the game comes out because i i don't know if this leak is real or not but i saw a leak of his final evolution and let me just it say he's good. thick he's thick, thick. Uh-huh. Quaxley gets thick. The size of his hair goes straight to his ass, and I'm like, mm, "This is why
0: this is why everybody asks for none of them. None of them to stand <laughs> in all fours. And Pokemon Company was like, "Okay, but what if the one that was already on just bipedal?" Becomes comes on all fours but then the other two because you all are so afraid of us we make them go bipedal and they are just two gay terrorists that you hate when they walk into your establishment because yeah. you've got the dark grass type that, we, that is masquerade themed and then you've got the the big gay duck peacock that cannot stop dancing someone on tiktok i saw called him captain quack sparrow and i peed myself because he he runs like this with the wrist yep. wrists and he stops samba-ing like he's always doing a samba move and i was just like all is right of the world again from from both mommy and daddy who are the the professors to like the general design all the characters i was like they know who they're making this game for and mm-hmm. i love to see that presentation. it's uh, which,
1: it's it's funny you say that because i didn't even realize he was a dancer like my eyes went straight to his ass like i was like <laughs> and then i was like oh wait he's also a dancer
0: nice but yeah i think talking about scarlet and violet gives us a good segue into kind of my last question for you well second to last question why what is it that keeps you going back to pokemon games what Every time there's a new
1: gen, what keeps you going back? Um, I think I kind of already mentioned it, but it was just like a staple in me and my brother's childhood. So I go back because I, I love playing with my brother. Like, it's just something that we don't really play together much often, but when we do, it's always just Pokemon. Like, I don't think there's another game out there that me and him are just like playing together at the same time. Like, he doesn't play Smash or anything like yeah. that. Um, but we always play Pokemon. Um, so that, and, you know, also like being able to go back to the, to the game and make up a new team and like really think it out. Like that, I like strategy games like that too. Just like being able to like, all right, I need to like build the, the best team to get through the game and like. I did my homework. I was like, all right, what can this thing move? What can I teach it? I must say that I love how they made TMs like a permanent thing now where like you don't have to waste it like in other games. Or I shouldn't yep. say waste, but like it's not just one use anymore. I yeah. always hated that in the previous games, but I know in newer installments they've made it where it's just like you just have it forever. And I'm like, great, now mm-hmm. I can teach it the other Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just coming up and formulating new teams with Pokemon that I also just love. I wasn't, like, a huge, like, I'm not EV training my Pokemon. It was more like, you know, I found the one that I like. We're sticking yeah. with him. You know, if I'm going to find a Shiny later, you know, he's still going to be on my team. But as soon as I get that Shiny, I'm going to train him up and teach him all the same moves. Yep. And then I got two, but... um you know they were my team was always just full of pokemon that i liked and pokemon that i could make work with the world cuz I, I remember what is it um cuz i i also played like brilliant diamond and pearl mm-hmm. um uh and there're like no fire types in that game nope i was you like man
0: okay that's been my one complaint cuz i'm playing through it now i just I'm in the Gal- team galactic like headquarters.
1: Mm-hmm. The Pokemon
0: have been sparse in this one. I feel like I've seen the same 25 Pokemon throughout the entire game. And mm-hmm. I've just been like, Oh, and I was like, is this, am I not having a good time? Now it's the first time I've doing any sort of like Nuzlocke. So that's been fun for me. And I've done it very light of a, once it's on my team, it's on my team. And that's it that I, I once my team is locked in, I cannot change them out. Um, but I did a pretty good job picking all of them because yeah i will say yeah other unless you pick uh the fire type going into it which is chimchar um all your only other real option is ponytail which i'm fine with because Rapidash is fuck so um because i don't even think i saw vulpix or anything throughout the game so yeah that one just uh and that one can be a different conversation because that was done by a third party so i can see the differences between kind of the original but i also remember not loving the original diamond and pearl and i stopped like a quarter way through pearl but i loved platinum so that's why i'm a little confused but i'm still going to play through it because i'm really enjoying it i like my team it's the first time i've really ground a team together and not swapped them out or whatever so but yeah that one that one has been very few fire
1: yeah and you know going back to that too it kind of adds to the challenge which i also really like like i like I me as just a person. I get bored very easily, so I don't feel challenged by something. I'm not really gonna stay with it. Um, so you know, I always found that Pokemon's really did that for me because it's also just like, a, first of all, I said it before. It's a strategy game. Yeah, it's like rock. Pi- first of all, it's like rock paper scissors. Sure. but it's yeah. a lot more than that too. And there's a lot more things that come into play. Um, but you know that always kept me really engaged with the game and I really I really took off with that and then I think I mentioned it before I really like the the plot and the stories to most games the the character designs for some of the games um I will definitely be having the clown character the clown trainer in my gym (laughs) um but uh the the designs always appealed to me there was always like a design of like a character a Pokemon that really like stuck out to me and I just took off with like Ludicolo was my 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 guy. The clown trainer when there was clown trainer with the Harlequin when that was introduced. I was like, yeah like oh my god he's like bouncing all these balls, jugging them, like mirror B like all these characters I remember. Um and I'll say it again too like uh I, so first of all I never really learned how to like write or read when growing up I learned it all from video games actually like mm-hmm. I went into first grade and they're like you already needed to know how to like write and read and it was actually something I had to teach myself and I did that with video games um so that was a fun little fact about me so you know it's kind of like yeah, I was gifted with these games, and I learned so much, and I got to enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I th- I I know I gave you a lot there, but yeah, um...
0: that's because it is a deep question because i also know that like some people leave the franchises and then come back you know there was a lot of people that left around diamond pearl platinum and then came back with sword and shield or you know came back or, or coming back with scarlet and violet so i always like to see that kind of perspective of those people that have continued to play and like you and people like i that like go back and play the older games again um so this kind of goes hand in hand with our absolute last question which is what are you hoping, and this even goes beyond like what we kind of know or don't know about Violet and Scarlet. What are you hoping for the long-term future? Cause like Ash just became Pokemon champion of the anime. Like you're, they said that we're probably gonna start seeing a new protagonist in the anime soon. Like, what are you hoping for the future of kind of Pokemon as video games and just as an international franchise?
1: You know, I, it's for me, I think it's really simple. I just like hope that it just keeps going. Um, I know like with this whole chain because I also heard of that he's gonna be taking off you know after 25 years ash um and you know, I don't know what it's gonna what the new Pokemon's gonna look like, but I'm just assuming I'm just pulling it out of the air, but I'm assuming that you know it's gonna introduce Pokemon to this new generation of fans, children, mm-hmm. young adults, whoever, everyone. Um, and you know, I hope that they just keep running with it. Um I feel like also what just excites me about every time that there's like a new game or like a new uh new Pokemon that are reintroduced or introduced into like the, the, the existing game or something, DLC, whatever. Um, what's it gonna be? Like there's something that's always like even if you might be disappointed, like sometimes I'm disappointed by, by yeah. new Pokemon or like some designs or whatever i'm just like oh come on you could really like where's my flamingo pokemon like right (laughs) right like there's so many poke uh, animals or whatever
0: again we've gone off the leaks and this will come out two months i think after the games were came out but i think it's a rock flying type is the flamingo this time or wait there's fighting. there's a flamingo and they're supposed to it was in the leaked pokedex so
1: no way i didn't see this they heard you baby they heard you oh my god i manifested it <laughs> but but i remember that was just something i always thought about i was like there are so many animals or like i don't know yeah. things that they just haven't used that i could probably like come out with a whole list about i'm like oh, there's some, you know just like
0: through the fakemon tag on instagram to see like everybody's redesigns or their version of pokemon i go i love this I love
1: that. Yeah. I actually watch a lot of like fakemon mm-hmm. videos and like creators. And I'm just like, this is a really good idea. Like, why isn't th- Why aren't they First of all, why isn't Pokemon hiring this person? And then okay. <laughs> why isn't Game Freak hiring them? Um, and then, you know, I just really hope that they, because I feel like some, I'm not speaking for myself or maybe, maybe I am because it's like in the back of my head and I'm not speaking for all everyone but i feel like sometimes uh fans are worried that pokemon's running out of ideas Mm -hmm. like i've seen a lot of comments like that and you know i think that exists in the back of my head somewhere but also like my the front of my head is like i'm really hoping that that they don't run out of ideas that the series doesn't finish or the franchise um doesn't Mm -hmm. finish and that they just keep going with it um you know there's there's I think personally that there's still a lot they could do or a lot of different avenues okay. they could bring, you know, like I was saying before I actually didn't mention this before, but like something that I really like about Pokemon Coliseum is that the game is entirely made of double battles, mhm, you know, mm-hmm. like that's a really cool mechanic, maybe they should bring that back for like a main series line where it's just straight it's double battles. It's also just like a new thing that you kind of have to think about when strategizing your teams because like you you can hit your pokemon in that game by accident like if Mm. you use i don't know if it's in the second game i know if you surf you don't hit your pokemon um but earthquake magnitude all hits your other pokemon if they're on the field um but you know that's just something you have to think about because yeah you're hitting the other pokemon you're also risking your own so like it's kind of like a choose your own battles kind of thing but like you know that they come up with new mechanics they come out with new pokemon designs they're able to just keep pumping out stuff uh and ideas and that it'll just keep going i hope so
0: i i think one beautiful thing that's happening because pokemon has been around so long is we now have grown who are the designers they're working for Game Freak. They're working for Pokemon Company. Which I think why the franchises kind of keep going because kids literally can grow up to be designers and work in IT and tech and bring those things. Um, and I think in Scarlet and Violet, they've reached out to a couple like um different designers from other like the the two night Pokemon that are in it that look like Mega Man were designed by the guy that created Mega Man. There are there's an evolution chain by the guy that created or the person that created Minecraft. They designed one set of Pokemon. So they're doing those fun little things as well. But I think that's, you know, the beauty of a Pokemon franchise, that it is as big as Pokemon and it is long as Pokemon, that there will always be more of a future for that. Now, something fun about our show, every broadcast will be giving away a free digital download code to the Pokemon TCG online app. Now, you'll need a very specific password, and we'll put it up in our story, and you'll just have to reply to the story with the password. And today's password is ludaculo. Again, today's password is ludaculo. Be the first to respond on our Instagram story, and that code is yours. Now, Nate, thank you for taking a break from your journey to be the best that ever was. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Uh, all right, folks, coming up next, we have Oaks Pokemon Talk, and later tune in for Burma's Password, where real people win real prizes. I'm your Poké host, Maddie Limerick, and until next time, it's you and me and Pokemon. Thank you for listening to the Champion's Path, a Pokemon podcast presented by Saturday Morning Confidential, a part of the Certain POV Media Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential and on Instagram at SMC Podcast. There you can follow our link tree to every podcast platform under the sun where you can listen to our show. You can find us along with all of the incredible shows on the Certain POV Network at CertainPOV.com. Saturday Morning Confidential and Dreamer Productions do not own Pokemon. In games or media form, this show is purely for entertainment and educational purposes only. And our ending credit music is Jungle Cavern by Brett Ekleston. Join us next time for another Journey Down the Champion's Path. CPOV Certainpov.com.